You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Storehouse Blessing. This is episode five. We're taking our text from Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Let's go through it together. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Uh, the storehouse that is being given to us here is filled by something that we do on this earth. Now, it's interesting to me that in Genesis chapter 28, when Jacob had a dream of this great staircase or ladder that went from the earth up to heaven, the angels were beginning their journey, not in heaven, but on the earth. They were going up and coming back down. They were ascending and then coming back down. And God was saying to Jacob by that visual image that things that you do on this earth will trigger a response from heaven, but it starts here. It starts here, and then the blessing comes back down. He was so taken with that that when he woke up, he said to the Lord, of all that you give me, I will surely give the tenth unto you. He understood what God was communicating to him. How you give toward that storehouse is going to determine how the angels come back and bless you. And we don't have time to do this in our study, but financial flow to the people of God has a lot to do with angels. Satan is working to keep money away from the people of God. If you've ever felt like there was a fight going on for your money, I can tell you where it comes from. It's from the spiritual arena. It's why wicked people can roll out of bed in the morning and make money easily, quickly. It is because Satan doesn't care if they have money. He sends money toward them, channels money toward them. Enemy forces, invisible, do everything in their power to keep money from going to the gospel. So you need to understand that you need all the help you can get. Your money is not just a material struggle. It is spiritual as well as material. Now, Christ was supplied by two kinds of storehouses. He had an immediate-use storehouse. It held about 200 days' wages. It's what they used to pay bills, to send money home to the families of the apostles who were married. Uh, it paid for food and lodging and so forth, all the expenses that they would have traveling. They did have an immediate-use storehouse, but it didn't hold a lot of money, relatively speaking. He did not have an intermediate-use storehouse, which would be barns. He gave that up. Instead, he relied completely on this interdimensional storehouse. And here we see it in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven. In other words, 
Treasure and heaven are mentioned together here, and that's where the storehouse is. The heaven to give the rain to thy land in its season. Now, I know it's talking about the physical atmosphere where rain comes from, but this is a picture of the heavenly storehouse. And to bless all the work of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Now, look at this. This heavenly storehouse is set apart for givers, for those who are going to lend to others and bless them. You will not have a lot of blessing with a heavenly storehouse if you're not thinking about others. Now, Christ proclaimed this storehouse in his first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. So here it is, Matthew 6, verse 19, 20, and 21. Do not lay up for yourselves, and it amazes me, Uh, that people read this text and they almost always leave out those two words in their thinking. They may verbalize the words, but they don't think about what it's actually saying. God is all about doing something for yourself. He wants to bless you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break through and steal. He's saying, look, I care about your money. Don't put it in a place where it's going to be stolen. And by the way, Jesus had that immediate use storehouse that was affected by a thief. Judas tapped into Jesus' own immediate use storehouse. He stole from the purse, all right? But lay up for yourselves, and people miss that. He didn't say, but lay up treasures in heaven. He said, do this for yourself. Lay up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So he was not opposed to laying up treasure for yourself. He was directing his followers to the safest and most enduring place to store treasure. And unfortunately, we hold the impression that God doesn't care about anything that was for yourselves. Now, here is a story that includes those two words, for yourself. And it's from the Old Testament. But Christ sanctions this. And when people say to me, well, that uh, doesn't apply to us today because it was an Old Testament. No, Christ in Luke 4, 25 and 26 sanctions this story as something we can learn from. Let's read it. 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Now, I don't know what Elijah may have thought. Perhaps he thought that this widow had a big warehouse of food or whatever. But when God says, I've commanded, it doesn't matter what your resources are. If he commands it, you're going to be fine. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. Now, God says she's going to provide for you. So the first thing he asked for was something that was free. Could you bring me a cup of water? She immediately responded. She had hospitality. And as she was going to get it, He called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die." 
And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you've said, but make me a small cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Now I hear people say all the time, we should never give to get. That is such a ridiculous idea. We give first of all because we love God. But there is not a place in the scriptures where we are admonished and instructed to give without there being an associated promise of blessing on the giving. And that's what you see here. He's, he, what if he'd said, for thus says the Lord God of Israel, you shall go to paradise. It is not important that you live any longer. Just fix this man your last meal. Now, that is the way some people think. That's how their theology rolls. And it's because they do not understand the goodness and the bigness of God. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. There's a promise associated with giving. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household did eat for many days, and the bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. In other words, the miracle hinged on the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord was a promised blessing for the obedience of giving. And we see that all through Scripture. Now, there is no intermediate use storehouse in play. The woman did not have an intermediate use storehouse. She barely had an immediate use storehouse. She had that one meal with enough left for her and her son to eat that and then die. That's all they had. But God sent this man to her in the nick of time. He recognized that she was the woman, and it didn't matter that she didn't have a big storehouse full of groceries. It didn't matter at all. God had a command on her to do this. She knew who he was. She said, the Lord, your God. And so she recognized he was Elijah the prophet. In fact, he was a celebrity and everybody in the region, not only in Israel, but in all the surrounding countries knew he was because Ahab had been looking for him to kill him and had sent out people everywhere to ask about his whereabouts. But she understood that this was a man of God and she believed in him and she gave to him. And as a result, that bin of flour was never used up. Now, why did God do it this way? I want you to think about that because it could have happened in a totally different way. God could have multiplied that bin of flour to be a barn of flour or to be several bags of flour. He could have had that cruise of oil multiplied to become multiple jars of oil, but he didn't. And the reason that he didn't is because he wanted to protect the widow and her son. Had they had a warehouse full of food, 
Their neighbors would have beaten their doors down. They would have stolen it all. Thieves would have been constantly looking to break through and steal. There was a famine in the land. Food was more valuable than money. So had you gone to her house, you would never have seen anything of value. You would have looked and there wouldn't have been anything there for you to see. The only time that bin of flour produced was when it was time to cook and then there was plenty for that meal. And the next time she went back, there it was again. So the immediate use storehouse, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the, the interdimensional storehouse, which is what she had, an interdimensional storehouse, it was started on the earth by her giving. She gave on the earth this last meal, but the provision came from heaven. So this is the idea of an interdimensional storehouse. It's greater than an intermediate use storehouse because the intermediate use storehouse is filled only with what you put in it with your power. But when you have an interdimensional storehouse, there is no limit to what God can do with it because he is the one who is stocking and supplying. And it was Elijah who first demonstrated this interdimensional storehouse. God worked. Now, when God delivered uh, the Hebrews from starvation in Egypt, God used the intermediate-use storehouse. They had barns where they filled it with grain that they had raised and harvested in the fields and so forth. That was a different type of storehouse. God did not multiply uh, the grain supernaturally to feed Joseph and all the Hebrews and all the Egyptians. He didn't do that. There was an intermediate-use storehouse. But this interdimensional storehouse is the kind that Jesus was teaching us to use. Now, you can use all three, but this is the third option. And what I want you to see is this one, no matter what your circumstances, it never runs dry. No matter what the economy does, it never runs dry. It puts a blessing on you in such a way as nothing can stop you from being blessed. And it starts with a God-first attitude. Treasures in heaven are not just for the next life. They are as much for this life as they are for the next life. And it's important for you to understand that concept. This woman had treasures for this life. She had food which was valuable for this life, not just in the next one. And that's what we see with this interdimensional storehouse. So one more time, let's go over it. There is the immediate use storehouse. There is the intermediate use storehouse. And there is the interdimensional storehouse. All three of these are mentioned and introduced to us in Deuteronomy chapter 28. We'll pick up here next Monday. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below are going to MyFaithRoots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people 
So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.